0: If you've ever struggled with dieting and thought, there's got to be a better way, then this is the show for you. Welcome to Intuitive Eating for Christian Women. I'm your co-host, Erin Todd. I'm a
1: writer and an intuitive eater. And I'm your co-host, Charlie Castle, registered dietitian and exercise physiologist. We're here to help you discover whole health for your mind, body, and soul. That's right. Our goal
0: is to embody scripture, ditch dieting, and live on purpose.
1: Woo! Woo! Yes, girl.
0: In this episode, we are going to be talking about health at every size. You're going to learn what it is and get a simplified and easy to understand introduction into the science and research behind health at every size or Haze. We're also going to be unpacking and unlearning some assumptions we're all carrying around about weight and bodies, and we'll begin to untangle health and weight. Here we go. Before we begin, let me give a quick disclaimer. This program is for informational and educational purposes only, and it is not a substitute for individual medical or mental health advice. Our aim with this program is to introduce you to the principles of intuitive eating and help you see how those principles align with scripture so you can improve your relationship with food, with your body, and with God, and cast out dieting forever.
1: Absolutely. In this episode, we are going to focus on health at every size and give you an introduction to this topic and show how it relates to your intuitive eating journey.
0: All right, so to get us started, I thought it would be um, a good idea if everybody could just take a minute, take a deep breath, and then I'm gonna hit you with the word and I want you to just have a natural response to it. Ready? Fat, obese. What do you think of when you hear those words? Where does your mind first go? Are you relating to a personal experience that you've had with either of those words? And if you have, you're gonna love this episode.
1: Yes, absolutely. I love that you just said that. And if you had, you're gonna love this episode. Yes, I think everybody probably just had a flood of thoughts come into their mind when you said that.
0: yeah, I still bristle a little bit when I hear the word fat. The edge is coming off a little bit, the deeper and deeper I go into this kind of uh, study and application, but it's, it's an F word for me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it is so stigmatized because there's, there's so much assumption um, around fat or obese and I think one of the best ways that I can help people understand that stigma that's around it, um, when we talk about, um, uh, well, maybe I'm jumping ahead a little bit here, but when we think about fat or obese, it doesn't matter what size body you're in. It probably brings up some anxiety some stress, it feels uncomfortable, some fear. Um, And that right there is this big red flag for everyone that like something's wrong with the way we think about larger bodies, with the way that we think about fat.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And I think the we think description really is very encompassing because there are some very base, scientific and cultural like, group think around um, fat and obesity and like some common assumptions that everybody just takes to be complete truth.
1: Yes, and that's what is so. it's so important to point out. There are these things that we think are fact in our culture because we have heard them our entire lives. They're supported in the healthcare system. They're supported in all these different places. And we just think, well, of course that's true. I've been told that my whole life. We just assume these things are true. Um, But but really what the research shows is that these things are all assumptions. They're all like guesses that we took and ran with as if they were truth. And so health at every size really breaks down. What are those assumptions? What's actually the truth? And so what, what actually do we do? to be healthy in our bodies.
0: Well, let's list them out. What are, what are the main assumptions um, that, that are coming to mind for you?
1: Yeah. So I think, I mean, the biggest thing is that being in a larger body, having fat on your body, being overweight, I hate that term is bad. Yeah. Um, so it's bad to have fat in your body. It's bad to be in a larger body. Um, and people say, well, of course it is because that causes all of these diseases, that causes all of these problems. Um, but those were all kind of assumptions that were made. Oh, if pe- people in larger bodies or people that have fat on their bodies also are dealing with diabetes or high blood pressure or whatever the metabolic diseases. And so the fat must be causing this disease. But but we see the correlation. So like I said, we see people in larger bodies dealing with these diseases, but that correlation doesn't mean that it's causing it. Right. So what the research actually shows is maybe the gaining weight or those things are a symptom of these diseases, but they're not actually causing it. And the reason why we can see that is because when people, well, there's many reasons, but one of the things that I think really explains this well for people is if you're in a larger body, if you're considered obese or overweight by those charts, and maybe you, maybe you don't have very healthy habits in your life and you start moving your body well, you start moving your body well and accepting your body and maybe considering nutrition a little bit, eating, into, eating intuitively, your health will improve even if you don't lose weight. And so really, if, we, if we try and put health at every size like in this tiny little nutshell, what it's saying is that our health is a result of our habits. Not a result of our body size or shape.
0: Yes, I've uh, kind of memorized it for my own little quick uh, to draw out as a little weapon when I go to that fat place in my head. It's health is a behavior, not a number. Yeah. And that's exactly what you just said. It's just my mantra of sorts with that because you have to keep repeating that to yourself over and over again to kind of unlearn that core assumption. Um, that you just mentioned that weight is bad and weight is disease. It's like, no, that is wrong. We are not that.
1: Yes, yes, that is wrong. And so then, you know, the other assumptions kind of fall under that, that we need to lose weight to be healthy. Well, we just talked about that. No, we don't. Um, And then another huge assumption is that purposeful weight loss is possible. Yeah. There's this huge assumption that if someone's determined enough and have strong enough willpower and work hard enough, they can lose weight and keep it off. And the research actually shows no, not the, not the case. Um, people that intentionally lose weight gain it back. They, like it's like 95 to 97% of people don't keep weight off long term. Our biology is set up to not allow us to lose weight intentionally like that. And so when people are um, maybe they just got diagnosed with diabetes or they have high blood pressure or something's going on, they're instantly told they need to lose weight. That's going to, you know, make their health. And here's the restrictive diet and the militant exercise to do. And so they start moving their bodies and they um, start, you know, really restricting, which isn't great, but, and maybe they lose some weight initially great. They feel great, right? Things are good. But then then the weight's not coming off or they get stuck or the restriction becomes too much and, and they start binging as a response to that because their body's starving and the weight comes back. So they, they go through this cycle where the only time that they feel successful is if the number on the scale changed, regardless of maybe they've been steadily moving their body now for 6 months that behavior that's incredible that's awesome huge benefits huge um determination and skill you know it shows all this courage on their side but it doesn't even count because they didn't lose the weight even if they're seeing health benefits from it
0: yeah that's the part that's so crazy to me because unpacking the, the assumption of weight is bad and the lie that you need to lose weight, like that's kind of can be a little cerebral for some people, but anybody that's been on a diet can probably tell you that diets don't work from their own personal experience of losing a little bit, like you're saying, and then gaining it back and maybe even then some with a vengeance because that's how it
1: works. Yes. Yeah, so there are these basic assumptions that we, ha- that we have that are... <laughs> the way that we talk about disease and health and taking care of our bodies and all of those things are really rooted in these assumptions that don't have any actual weight uh, in my yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think if we're going to start with these assumptions, we also want to start with um, kind of putting on our, our critical thinking hat Uh, just to really challenge these for ourselves and know that, you know, hearing something one time is not necessarily enough, but we're putting these ideas to you guys so that you can start chewing on them and start thinking about them.
1: Well, and something that I love to do with people and just pose this to you is take a second just to think about What would it mean if what I'm telling you is true? What if to improve your health, improve your well-being, live your best life, girl, you could just focus on including body movement that you enjoy, moving your body in some way that feels good, and focus on eating intuitively, paying attention to your body, trusting what your body's telling you, about food and exercise and getting in tune with your body and listening to like, what do you like? What do you enjoy about food? What do you enjoy about ex- Like changing these habits. What if that was true that that could result in a healthier life in feeling better? What if that was true? And then I say, even if you're having a hard time believing me, believing that these things are assumptions, even when I have laid out all the research to you and all those things, if you're still like, yeah, but, because that's our kind of gut reaction because we have this idea that fat is so bad. Like, just go with me for a little bit. Just walk with me for a month thinking, I'm going to see if I can believe these things. I'm going to try these things out, try it on and see what it feels like to move my body just because it feels good. See what it feels like to start doing nice self-care things for myself in the body I'm in now without this goal of losing weight.
0: Yeah, that's exactly the approach that I had to take with myself when I started because I was doing it alone. I didn't have anybody to help me. And the only way I could kind of uh, I guess psych myself up for it was to, to come at it with curiosity and to come at it um, kind of like, all right, let's, like, let's just see. It's an experiment. I'm going to try this and see how my body responds. And I mean, once, once you can get there and get your own personal experience with it, it speaks for itself. This episode of Intuitive Eating for Christian Women is brought to you by our brand new podcast workbook. This is a printable ebook that will help you go deeper with what you're learning in each episode, and it's perfect for you journalers and note takers out there. I know I love to take some notes. So this workbook is perfect for that and includes summaries and key points of the episode so you can follow along and take your own notes, and it also includes bonus reflection questions and journaling exercises to help you really get the most out of listening. This podcast is free and the workbook is only seven bucks. So you're going to want to take advantage of this resource. You can find it at intuitive eating slash shop. That's intuitive eating for slash shop. Now back to the episode.
1: Like health at every sides includes respecting your body, accepting it the way it is. That critical thinking that I was just talking about becoming aware, thinking about your body and then treating it with care, like I talked about. Um, so, and what it comes down to is accepting your size, the, whatever your size is, accepting it the way it is, trusting yourself, right? So using that critical awareness to be in tune with yourself, trusting your body, trusting your intuition and then adopting some healthy lifestyle habits, like finding the joy and moving your body eating when you're hungry, stopping when you're full, seeking pleasurably satisfying foods, um, tailoring your tastes, trying different nutrition foods, like trying all kinds of different foods, knowing that there's room for less nutrient-dense foods and more nutrient-dense foods, just kind of opening up your mind to that variety. And then the last piece that I really want to hit on today is embracing size diversity
0: yes so in all of life is a good thing
1: yes yeah god did not create us all the same and for good reason amen yeah so there's all of this weight stigma or discrimination based on weight for people in larger bodies and when any so if if you have always been in a thinner body, you have been privileged. Really. You don't receive that discrimination. You don't receive um, going into the doctor's office for an earache and then telling you to lose weight or all the things that someone in a larger body experiences. But I feel like I can get people to understand the stigma I can get people to understand the discrimination. If you can think back to the beginning of this, when we asked you, what do you think about when you think about the word fat or obese? If you have thin privilege and you haven't done a lot of work in this area, it probably stirs up some fear. Like the worst possible thing I could be is fat. The worst the worst possible thing that could happen to me was to gain weight that shows you that discrimination that shows you that stigma you don't want to feel that you don't want to experience that and so you have all this fear of gaining weight and experience being treated that way so yeah so
0: that fear. I felt
1: that fear. Yeah. And so we, we can't leave this piece out of it. We have to recognize that that is there. We have to unpack that for ourselves. What, what do I believe about fat? What are the things that I think that means about a person? What are my fears around that? Um, and a lot of the health at every size research really shows that people walking in that stigma, being discriminated against every day, being afraid to go to the doctor because are they gonna get another lecture about their weight, all of those things. And the stress of you have to lose weight, you have to eat this perfect diet, you have to do this militant exercise, all of those things compound and skyrocket their stress hormones and all of those things, leading to massive chronic inflammation and all this stuff that's leading to those diseases. So shaming people for their body size is not helping them. No helping any of us. And the research is really showing that it's causing the diseases that they're trying to prevent by shaming people about their body size.
0: Yeah. I've heard it explained that the weight stigma causes more damage than the actual weight. And that exactly. that expression of it really um, really resonated with me and my experience with uh, intuitive eating. Just the stigma itself, it's almost like a uh, a self-fulfilling prophecy. I think in science they call it the nocebo effect instead of the placebo effect. It's like, you go to the doctor's office, the doctor berates you for being overweight and tells you you need, you need to lose weight or you're going to get XYZ disease, <laughs> Guess what you're going to get? Like, you're going to get sick from the stigma and from the expectation and from the shame. Yes. As much as you are from the weight.
1: Yes. More so. Yeah. Yeah, definitely more so. Absolutely. So it's, you know, steps going forward. It's, It's deciding to rethink your ideas about weight and health. It's just having an open mind and exploring what these things could mean for you. What does it mean for you? If, if what we think we know about weight and health isn't true, how does that change your mind? How does that open up your world? For me, it exploded my world because it meant that I didn't have to do this strict militant exercise plan or this perfect perfect nutrient balanced perfect diet to be a healthy person it was more I can move in ways that I enjoy and I can eat foods that I enjoy and I can have a little bit of this and a little bit of that and like being at being at peace with my body and wanting to love and respect it that motivated me to move my body to eat nutritious foods those things but when my alarm clock was going off at 4 a.m. because I hated my stupid body and I had to exercise so that I would be perfect health, all those things, like, that was not motivating. That was so stressful. That was so negative. That, like, negatively impacted my headspace, all of those things. Yeah. So if you, like, just try it out. I always tell people like just live in a world for a week where your weight truly doesn't matter and your body is great as it is and it's sexy and you know, all of those things, like try living like that for a week and see what it feels like. And yeah. if you really can get your head in that space, you notice that you want to do healthy things. <laughs> yes, that's so true. Love
0: and positivity is a different fuel altogether Yes, fear. Yeah. And you can run for a whole lot longer <laughs> on love.
1: Yes, absolutely. And like, I love that you just brought it back to that because it all comes back to the truth of the gospel. Yes. Right? Like, did God want us to be walking around hating our stupid bodies or doing everything we possibly could to try and preserve our perfect health to be here forever, like focused on that? No, he yeah. wanted us to walk around loving people. He wanted us to know who we are in Christ and to trust him with our health and to trust the body systems that he gave us. And so I just think of all of those things. It always comes back to, for me, like is walking and living like this gospel? No. yeah, And I just...
0: Go ahead. I, I was just going to say I think that's where it kind of fits in uh, the whole health at every size um, piece and relating that to intuitive eating for Christian women. Health at every size is the the umbrella. It's the philosophy that um, intuitive eating is then what you do to implement that philosophy in your life and to practice it. And um, you know we'll get to this in later episodes, but that's why the first principle. Of intuitive eating is reject the diet mentality because until you can really understand the diets are bad <laughs> foundation of this and everything that health at every size has to say about that and all the studies mm-hmm. and data um, and research that that back that up once you understand that you can really fully go into the implementation phase of um, you know practicing principles of intuitive eating absolutely
1: yeah so if you're someone that like needs the proof right you need like go research help at every size linda bacon go to her website like do some searching do some learning look at the research for yourself read about it if you're someone that needs that to help you get get a hold of it and embody it and and walk in it
0: yes yeah The science is out there, you can read it. It's not um, not anything you have to take our word on, but uh, if you you (laughs) would like to save that research step, you can take our words and personal experiences for that. Health at Every Size is so critical to this intuitive eating journey. I really want you to dig in and, and think about, examine your own weight bias. And, and think about your true beliefs. And if you've got to dig down deep to figure those out, go yeah. ahead, do that. Pray about it. Do that with, with Jesus.
1: You know, yeah.
0: Invite um, a little self-examination into your life on this, because if you can really see if this is an issue for you that you need to get past, that's the first step in your journey.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and it can be really hard work. It can be really hard work to say, wow, I do have some biases. Um, or I am believing these things about myself or whatever those things are, but know that God's grace is for you, for you today, for you tomorrow. It's it's been with you and He's already forgiven you for it. And so doing the work, acknowledging your biases is like the very first most important thing that you can do in moving forward, acknowledging them and surrendering them to him and saying, Wow, change my heart here. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Absolutely. All right, girl. Do you want to pray us out?
0: Yes, I will be happy to. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Lord, thank you for another opportunity to come together as women who are longing to grow closer to you and to shine our healthy, bright lights for your glory. Lord, please bless each one hearing this message today and shine a light for them in their blind spots as they. Take their questions and concerns to you in prayer, Lord. Please show them anything they need to learn. And please lead us all on our journey and help us to keep you first along the way. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Thanks so much for listening to the Intuitive Eating for Christian Women podcast. If you loved what you heard today, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes so that this message can reach other women stuck on the proverbial treadmill. And if you're enjoying the content we've been sharing on the podcast, you are going to love the free private community we've created exclusively for podcast listeners to connect with each other and support one another. We're in this together. So come join the Anti-Diet Sisterhood group. Just head to Facebook, search Intuitive Eating for Christian Women, and request to join the group with your name and email. Our prayer for this private community is that it's a safe space and the extra layer of support you need to take the podcast content and really begin to apply it and walk it out in your own life. Come join the conversation. Tune in to the next episode and we'll see you over on Facebook. This podcast was produced by Oh Shoot Productions and made possible by the grace of God and the support of women like you. Thank you for being a part of the Intuitive Eating for Christian Women community. We'll see you in the next episode.